It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. With the coronavirus outbreak, the world as we know it has been rapidly changing. Schools and businesses are closed, social distancing requirements have been implemented, supermarket shelves are bare, and many are concerned about how they will pay their bills. With all of this in mind, we are offering a series of podcasts to help you navigate this uncharted territory. We will focus on the various areas of life to help you and your loved ones stay well and strong. Social distancing restrictions have been put in place, but social distancing does not have to mean socially disconnecting. Before coronavirus concerns, one in four adults were affected by social isolation. Now, with limits on public gatherings and guidance on social distancing in many states, millions of older adults are left with limited or no social interaction. Joining us today to address the physical and mental health risks of prolonged self-isolation for our senior population is Lisa Marsh Ryerson, president of ARP Foundation. Lisa's work includes helping older adults build and maintain social connections. So Lisa, we're living day to day in uncharted territory. Social isolation due to the coronavirus outbreak is a challenge for all of us, but for the elderly, it worsens an existing problem. What are the health risks of social isolation for older adults? Yeah, Joan, I'm so glad that we're talking about this important topic because even pre-pandemic, social isolation among older adults was on the rise and, and it really has negative health outcomes. Prolonged social isolation for older adults is the health equivalent, Joan, of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Is the crisis affecting our senior population differently? It really is, Joan, and we know and, and have been reading and hearing and, and seeing that older adults are more vulnerable and more at risk due to coronavirus. And so I think about it, we're, they are at risk of uh, coronavirus and at the same time at increased risk for the negative health outcomes of social isolation. So that's two risks coming together at once for our senior population. So Lisa, before we start talking about our seniors, what about their children? What are they feeling when they can't get close to their parents to take care of them? Yes, you know, social isolation is a risk for all of us during this time, and it's so important that we follow the rules and the CDC and public health department guidelines around social distancing. But we have to remember that that's just about physical space. So as we may be feeling increased, increasingly anxious about connecting to our loved ones or older adults in our communities, we should remember that we can still do that. We have to be creative, but we can harness the power of technology, for example. So video chats can have a lot of impact. You can, if your family members or neighbors are not on video chat, give them a call and teach them how to use the video chat feature on their telephone. We can send text messages, uh, schedule time part of every day to connect with your family members, loved ones, and vulnerable older adults in your neighborhood. Okay, so that's explaining what we can do, but what about our parents and other seniors? What can they be doing to stay connected to loved ones and friends? Yes, really important, Joan, at this time that older adults who are practicing the guidelines of social distancing and who may be feeling increased social isolation to, de to develop a plan, a plan 
for effective connection. So now is the time to, for example, develop a friend inventory. Sit down and make a list of others whom you can count on and reach out to as needs arise. You might start with your closest circle, your family or closest neighbors, but also it's helpful to think about former coworkers or colleagues or individuals with whom you attended school. Get their contact information and start reaching out proactively. You will feel better for doing so. Develop a plan to reach out to community organizations for example, as needs arise for grocery delivery or meal delivery or picking up your prescriptions. I love the word that you used, friendmentory, because that's what I've been trying to do. Every day I, I try to make a quick phone call or send a text to friends and, and family members and people that I know that are alone, just so that they know they have support. And I just think it's a really easy way to keep us all connected. You know, you are, um, you're really a model for doing what we all should be doing, Joan, each and every day, which is just that quick text message, that quick touch base. And we know when we ask someone, you know, how are you doing, they will tell us. And that gives us an opportunity to, you know, reach in and meet other needs. But friend inventories are important across our lifespan. When you think about it, it's no wonder that social isolation risk increases as we age, because maybe we move from our community, we leave our work family or community, possibly we have health risks or concerns that mean we're less mobile. So keeping a regular friend inventory is important across our lifespan. It's a bit of preventive connection. Lisa, even following all of these suggestions, there will still be some problems. So what are warning signs that we need to pay attention to? For me, it's always important, especially during this time, but, but throughout the entire year, be mindful of whether or not, you know, has it been a while since you've heard from an older adult in your life? Have you seen your older neighbor recently? Be looking for those signs of disconnection and the need for support and then proactively reach out. And Lisa, what are some resources where people can get more information? I would encourage all listeners to head to connecttoeffect.org. That is connect, the number two, effect with the letter A.org. It's AARP Foundation's online research, we, resource to address social isolation among older adults. And you will find a, an easy assessment tool that you could take yourself or with or on behalf of an older adult in your life. And many, many tips and resources to remain connected safely during the coronavirus pandemic, but also to build the habit of healthy connection today and in the future. And our listeners can also visit our website, cyacyl.com. That's right. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Joan. It's a delight to talk with you. This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.